Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Tud. And I'm Obert. And how about them time zones? How about those time zones? <laughs> oh, so frustrating. They are wild. <laughs> Listeners, I don't know if you've ever looked at a time zone map, but we got into just, a just little don't. tangent. Yeah, we got just a little don't. tangent before we started recording. <laughs> And in case you weren't aware, and I don't know how many of our listeners are aware of this, maybe it's just me. There are countries out there that are more than an hour off of our time zone. Like, not like not like two hours or three hours, but like two and a half hours or two hours and three quarters. Like two hours and 45 minutes they're off. And it's, it's weird. And then there's even some countries where there's one time zone that's an hour ahead of the time zone that's technically to the, the right of them. So therefore, it'd be like... If Connecticut had, you know, had Texas on one side and then Texas on the other side, where it's just it, it's everything's an hour behind. How is that? How is that possible? How is that? There's fair? some you should you should look at the time zone map because there's some fun Easter eggs on there for you. You you look you think you've seen it all. You're like okay, Eastern Central Mountain, yeah yeah yeah. No, look carefully. Look around the world. There's a, there's some fun little gems for you. Um, I still don't know what they're doing in Antarctica though. Like the researchers there, are they just like whatever time we want it to be <laughs> maybe it's like the, the wild draw four of time i mean jobs. it makes no sense i mean they, they might as well just do whatever the hell they want i mean it just it, that's that's what the rest of the world seemingly does it's so stupid like why is china all of one time zone why is that even fair that's not fair to the chinese people it's not fair to the uh, indian people know. next door it's it's just not fair How i mean it they... would think about it it would be pretty if you just knew like oh everything happens at 5 p.m no matter where you are like that's kind of that's not bad it would make it easier when we're trying to decide what time to record the podcast. Very we true. Just all in one one time zone. True, but how come like the the eastern eastern the eastern side of Russia, like Siberia, is two hours is is plus twelve, but yet um the Bering Sea. If you go just a little bit down to the Al- Altunian Islands, which I've never heard of before in my life, they're minus ten. You don't know those Altunians? And then how? But part of that. Part of the Altunian line goes right through the international day line. So some of them are technically on the on a day before us, but some of them are the other side of the day. And then right next door, Alaska is minus nine. How how does riddle me that, people? They're separated by like 40 miles. Yeah, there's some fun stuff in the Aleutian Islands, but... Uh, is that how you pronounce that? If you that? go, I, it, <laughs> I was just trying to just low-key say it correctly. But um, if you go... To Samoa and American Samoa, I believe, if you go from one to the other, it's the same time, but it's a different day. So it'd be like Tuesday the 12th on one at 2.45 p.m. And then if you get on a plane and then go to the other one, it's 24 hours apart. So it's like 2.45, but, you know, on Wednesday the 13th. Is that, is the Aleutian Islands, is that where Samoa is? Because that's what I was, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, this is also on the dateline, but it's more like tropical than Alaskan. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. What this yeah. means is I, that time, time was, zones are stupid. I was, I was trying to just leave it at the Easter eggs, but unfortunately, you just revealed them all to our listeners. So, oh, there's, there's more. There's, there's tons more. That's I mean, it. It's, um, you know everything you need th- to know about time zones now. <laughs> speaking of things that aren't time zones, I, um, I started a new project with the podcast. That uh, I I told you guys about a little bit, but I have taken it upon myself to start to um, basically transcribe all of our old episodes of the podcast. 
my the intention being hopefully to get ChatGPT to be a historian of the podcast, which it's going pretty well. I'm slowly making my way through the catalog. It takes like an hour to do each transcription, which is kind of annoying, but um, it is, I will say, more hilarious than I expected when I just like walk by my computer and I see in like a command prompt window, just one of our stupid, stupid jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Just written there. <laughs> it's it's somehow funnier when there's no context around it. Oh. It's it's weird that we have the technology to do that. It is. I'm um, gonna play this I just think... so the computer has to transcribe this. You have new mail waiting. Just to see what happens when you record this. Okay. One. Yeah. Um. It does think that your name is either Ted or Todd. It it really struggles with Tud. Doesn't really understand yeah. what Tud is. I mean, it's been that's been a struggle for as long as I've known Tud and have had a cell phone though. Because every time I try to type out Tud, it's Todd. Every time. I've outsmarted technology. I don't know what to tell you. It's I'm better than technology. Tud, you know, greater than technology. You're the chosen one when we're in a Terminator type movie yeah. sequence. Yes, we I have, have to go find Tud oh, because I am yeah, Neo and John thousands Con- can't. They can't. <laughs> They can't target it. <laughs> I'm Neo and John Connor all wrapped into one. <laughs> Looking for Todd. <laughs> I haven't seen him. I don't know who you're talking who about. Who the fuck is Todd? Yeah. Who's Todd? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, well at least at least over and I'll be safe from the from the, the revolution, so we'll be good. Wait, why are we safe? Because we're friends with Todd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got like the past. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. They would they would think that you knew Todd because like you're on the podcast with a Todd, so they'd come after you. That's funny. Well, what's going to be even funnier is so what I've done is I've done a find and replace with every single Ted and Todd on the on the transcripts. But if you're reading this episode, you're not gonna... <laughs> it's going to make no sense. <laughs> there were other words that, that, that weren't Todd. But now they've all just become Todd. Ted, Todd, Todd. You can read this. Chat like, GPT. Yeah. Oh my God. It's gonna Ted, be Todd, Todd. Ted, Todd, Todd. Ted, Todd, Todd. Ted, Todd, Todd. Your computer's just gonna explode. It's gonna be like, no, I don't know what to do here. It won't. It won't understand. But uh, all this transcribing sure has made me very thirsty. And map questing. TM. Yeah. TM. 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 Uh, <laughs> all this. This geography is MapQuest really... still a website? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Like you could still go on there and be like, I want to go to Obert's house, and it will like give me like turn by turn directions that I have to print out like a ream of paper to get there with. I think they've gotten more with the times. I think they will. They will give you. Uh, I would. I, I don't know if they have an app. Ooh, phone, map. But... Um, hold on, I might need a handle. Hold on, let me see. <laughs> Got the new, the latest in GPS technology. MapQuest here. does have a GPS navigation app. Huh. Wow. So anyway, who's drinking there first? I mean, I'll. I guess I could go first while we wait for Chris to, to find his new handle. It's beer 30, and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Because it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. So this week, uh, I brought a beer from um, my trip to Austin last December. So I figured that, you know, on the one-year anniversary of me owning this this beer, I might as well bring it to the podcast and drink it. Okay. Yeah, I was 
dusting off some cobwebs in my my beer cave as well. I'm like, I got some that need to come on the podcast soon. Yeah, so this is called uh, either Jaguar Shark or Jaguar Shark or however you want to pronounce the word Jaguar um, Shark. And it's it's uh, brewed in conjunction between Pint House Brewing, which is a, a brewery in Austin, which is, you know, like they're like, they're, they're the one place I found that made a really good New England IPA. Um, but in conjunction with Alvarado Street Brewery, uh, it's a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout brewed in collaboration between Pint House and Alvarado Street is what it says. It also says it's 4.23 gills and 10.5% uh, ABV. I don't know what a gill is. Me neither. Can you tell me? I'm assuming it has to do with it being a jaguar shark. Oh, okay. That's how many gills it has. I got it. Uh, the can is pretty interesting. It's it's an all black can. It says jaguar shark down the middle. Deep search. I don't know what that means. Um, and then, you know, just a bunch of nautical things like some shells and a uh, skull and bones and uh, what uh, anchor? Is that an anchor? That's an anchor. Um, that is an anchor. You wait. You really know your your boat stuff. Right? <laughs> nautical things, man. Nautical things. The real sea captain. <laughs> uh -huh. And this is from 2022. Uh, it doesn't have. Oh, maybe. Oh, it does have a date. It was canned on November 19th, 2022, and it says Dream Trail. You are you are pretty close to, on that one year. Yeah. Anniversary. Uh, yeah. The bottom of the can says "Drink within a year." Oh, poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While you're pouring this. Uh, Todd, did it, did you manage to get all of the pumpkin beers out of your house? They're all Ooh, gone. Officially all gone. gone. Yeah. Nice. Okay, good. Well done. How about you guys? You've made Tom Turkey proud. <laughs> yeah, none none left here, although I think I didn't. I think I only had the one from Jenna that I had to wait a whole year for. <laughs> now, you mentioned Pint House Brewing. Um, I like that place. That was a, that was a good spot. When I think uh, I directed I was, you to go there. I believe, there. Um, I believe so. It may have been on the list, but yeah, it was... Uh, it was a good spot. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I have their. I have, I bought a shirt. I wear it semi regularly. Good spot. Yeah, they've they've got a cool logo. I mean, it is a it is a skull and it is a skull and bones drinking a beer. Um, but it was a really cool spot. I thought I don't know which location you went to, Chris, but I went to the bigger one that had like a large large tap room. Um, yeah, that's where I went. Yep. Okay. Beer was. I thought the I thought the New England IPAs were good. It it is what Pint House Brewing is known for. It's like the the austin version of treehouse like it's it's their big ipa brewing brewery uh the beer poured with a, a little bit of head that dissipated pretty quickly um it is dark as night as expected you're not seeing anything through here uh it does have a little bit of um like floaties in it they look more like sinkies based on where your light is yeah it, it, i guess they are they, they they've sunk like a ship in the night is that what ships do at nighttime? <laughs> when they crash into a boat, they do. Or when they crash into when a rock, they do. When a ship crashes into a boat in the night. Daytime, they, they hang around. But once that sun goes down. All ships sink in the, the night. to the bottom of the ocean. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was good. That's exactly what ships do at night. That's I you cannot you cannot convince me otherwise. Yeah. Um they also they have to that's why they have to travel through the time zones collectively together to beat the sun. Um on the nose, it smells like a bourbon stout. I don't get any other adjuncts. I don't know if there are adjuncts in this. It, it does not tell me. I'm assuming based on the floaties or the sinkies that there are some there is some type of adjunct in here. So maybe I'll be able to taste it when I try it and I'll let you guys know. All right, well, cheers. Cheers. Titties, titties, titties.
can't wait for ChatGBT to transcribe that one. Oh yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. Ted, Tud, Todd, Titty. Um, it is a straight bourbon stout. Um, I get a ton of bourbon. It's not a lot of not a lot of bourbon burn, which is nice, but it is very bourbon oaky flavored heavy. Uh, thickish kind of, but you don't taste that it's ten point five percent ABV. This tastes like something much less, like maybe an eight or a seven. Like it is, it is very easy drinking for a ten and a half percent ABV beer. And maybe that's just because I'm used to drinking heavier stouts. But this is this is a good one. I'm just laughing at myself because you've had so many teen percent alcohol stouts on the podcast, especially lately. You're yeah, like, oh, this is right. like drinking water. <laughs> it's like pure water. Um, no, really good, really smooth. You know, there's a there's a little bit of like chocolatey like undertones, but I don't taste. It's not like they added in chocolate, at least to me. Um, yeah, really good though. I'm I'm excited that this is. I'm excited that there is a brewery in Austin that does beer as good as the Northeast because out of some of the breweries that I went to in Austin, they weren't very good. Um, so I'm happy to know that there's one, at least one solid brewery that and Jester King, I guess is the other big one out there. There are two solid breweries in Austin that I'm aware of, uh, this one and Jester King and maybe Alvarado street brewery. I don't know where they are. It does not say it's not a very good, this whole box was not a very good advertisement for what the beer was, but because it was a can that came in a box, I had to I had to buy it and I had to bring it back to drink it on the podcast. I also have another Jaguar Shark that's made in conjunction with another brewery. So uh, I'm sure maybe in like another year, I'll bring that one on the podcast and I can drink that one too. Very nice. Save that. Save it for year two. There you go. I'm going to give this one to me. It's a good 425. That's solid. It's a solid beer. I think this is a good, a good bourbon barrel aged stout and a, probably the best bourbon barrel aged stout I've had in a can. I can't think of many beers that have many bourbon barrel-aged beers that come out of a can anymore. Um, the Oscar Blues one, the one that you exploded in my fridge that one time, Chris, is the only other one I can think of. Is that Ten Fitty? Is that the name of it? Yeah, yeah, Ten Fitty. Other than that, I don't. 50. There's not a lot of bourbon barrel-aged beers that go into cans. Have you have either of you seen the Life Aquatic? The what? The Life Aquatic with Bill Murray. It's apparently what the name of this beer is from. No, judging by by, by my reaction, I don't believe so. It's it's weird. There's a bunch of different. Jaguar Sharks. Hold on. All right. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people like to name beer after this movie. <laughs> so that actually took a while for me to find because apparently this is a very, very popular name for a beer. Um, but I got it. I got it. 106 check-ins on this bad boy. Okay. That's not a lot of check-ins. It is not. Um, You got to account for the people who are too lazy to find the right Jaguar Shark beer to check in. That's true. You know? Right. So that means I'm going to get the committed club actually searching it out, which means I'm going to get some people who know beer. Uh, Pine House also has a lot of hop hype to it. Uh, not that this is a hoppy beer, but they have a lot of hype around their beers. I, I I would believe so, given their their quality of their beer. So I'm going to guess it's pretty high. Um, probably somewhere around me. I am the man of the people. I'm going to say I'm going to go with a good old 420. Nice number one, number two, very close, very close. It's a 4.22. So 0.02. You don't. I debated 2-2 two, two and 2-1, two, and I kept on lowering it in my mind, saying, no, 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 it's not going to be that high. Like, I didn't want to overshoot a 4.15 and be, like, way out of it. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, yeah, you were, hey, listen, you can't can't be can't be mad about a .02. Well, I can be if I would have gotten it correct. <laughs> yeah, well. I don't know what happens on the board now when you get it correct. Nobody's got a perfect one since we've gotten the board. No, it's kind of been a curse, I think. Have we not? Not since Obert destroyed the other board. Oh, since we've revamped the board. Right. Board 2.0. 2. Yeah. I um 
I also, one thing I am excited with this transcription is to hopefully be able to go back and figure out some maybe the missing points or at least figure out when we started the whiteboard. Right. right? I Listen, listen. I, I can tell you when the whiteboard started. I ordered it for you. What episode was it? Oh, I don't. I could tell you the date. Yeah. So again, I, I'm gonna. I'll collect the data. I'll bring it back to the pod. But um, we're gonna have a revamp I mean, scoreboard. We could just take the total and just subtract that from the number of episodes, and we'd get a pretty rough approximation. Has it been? Has has the chat GPT been accurate in everything it said for the most part, besides my name? No. There are a few things that I'm like, okay, I could see how that would uh get confused you know or like some words that it doesn't like obviously doesn't know what untapped is but it just puts the e in you know (laughs) it untapped you would think Um, that it would know yeah i there's um there's a few a few things that it's it's gotten messed up so but for the most part it's been pretty accurate well now that i'm done who's drinking next i will go from here let me let me grab my beer okay so this week um i do have a beer but before i get to my beer I think I told you guys a little bit about this uh, event I went to where we basically donated fruit to become part of a, a community moonshine oh, I remember at you the t- local distillery. I remember you saying this. Mm. Yeah. So I brought some local crab apples and um, they mashed them all up, distilled it, and the kind of what happened was for every pound of fruit you bought, you got a free ounce of moonshine basically uh so i got 16 pounds and they gave me a 16 ounce bottle so here it is it's the uh, community shine batch number one 2023 beautiful uh bottle i gotta say this is from glacier distilling in quorum montana uh they says here it's fruit fruit brandy distilled from a mash of apples 65 percent pears 20 percent cherries 10 percent and plums five percent Fruit gathered by neighbors, fermented and distilled in quorum in the old moonshine tradition and bottled at 100 proof. No color, sugar, or other flavors added, just a crystal clear bottle of shine. So I figured I had to gum bring it uh, to the podcast. I uh, don't know how much of a full review I'm going to be able to give it without, um, you know, like a full, like I'm not going to make a cocktail. I'm just going to, just going to drink it straight up and see, uh, see what I get. I got my, my shot glass. You guys, you guys know who this is? Boo. Is it Clyde? It is Clyde. There you go. Chris is correct. The correct. <laughs> he's my, this is my favorite character in in the Pac-Man series. It's Clyde. Looks like the same as all the other ghosts. Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde. That's right. Chris knows them all. I just know Pac-Man and his lover, Mrs. Pac-Man. Have you, either of you guys played the uh, Adventures of Pac-Man? <laughs> they never. They never got married, Todd. How dare you? They had baby Pac-Man, was Pac-Man too. Pac-Man baby was a Pac-Man play of came life. out of wedlock. Um, was was that game for like Super Nintendo or computer in like the early nineties or something? I think it was for I Super vaguely Nintendo. Remember that Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. I I had it on the Sega Genesis. Um, it was a very weird game. In case none, none of you played it, um, it was not Pac Man. It was a three D. It was a two D world that Pac Man lived in, and you had to tell him whether to go left or right, and you could influence the world around him by like clicking on it. It would be better on a computer. I'm sure it was a computer game. And, like, it would stop, like, if you clicked on, like, a beehive, it would fall and scare Pac-Man and he would run. And then he would trip over something and die. It was the most difficult freaking game I've ever played <laughs> in my like entire a side, life. side-scroller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it well, was like not Pac-Man. a point-and-click side-scroller. 
Um, yeah. I should look this up and I should play it and try to beat it now as an adult. As a child, See, I was if it too really dumb. Really, was to that hard? It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I also like the fact that you drank a lot of this brandy already before getting before bringing it on the podcast. It looks like that bottle is not full. It is not. I had um, we had a bit of a friendsgiving on Sunday, and it was a tenth of a mile down from the distillery. So I went there, picked it up, and uh, poured shots for people, and we all agreed it was pretty good. Um, for maybe if also if it didn't come Spoilers. across, Clyde is. Clyde is on my shot glass. I have the whole set uh, in shot glasses. I wasn't just like holding up a stuffed animal. <laughs> By the way, I love this guy. Cute yeah, little ghost. Clyde, my favorite. It's his emotional support stuffed animal that he carries around everywhere. Yeah. Um, just needed to bring it up on the podcast <laughs> in that exact moment. So I, I, don't, I don't know that much about distilling. I don't know very much about brandy or moonshine. Um, but again, this is a hundred proof. So this is exactly 50% alcohol by volume. So I'm expecting to not get a ton of other flavors, but on the nose, I do get some of those jammier fruit aromas, you know, maybe a little bit of that apple coming into play, but it is a little astringent. It's kind of hard to smell past the, the booze, but I do get a, a little pleasant brandy aroma here. So bottoms up. Cheers guys. Thanks Cheers. Clyde. It's uh, warm, warm going down. That's for sure. It's quite good. Um, you get a lot more of the flavor, I think, on the post-shot burn. Leaves a little bit of that lingering apple on your tongue. It's it's really tasty. Um, it's a subtle flavor, but I don't know what I would do with this. Maybe make like a Cosmo. Isn't that usually with like a or like an apple teeny? Isn't that like a you with use brandy? apple fod? I don't know. Triple sec. This br- brandy and uh, what else is it? Cranberry juice. That would be good. That would be good. I'm saying that right now. That'd be damn delicious, actually. Yeah, I'll have to do that. Maybe I'll have it on the podcast again. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a follow-up. <laughs> but anyway, onto my beer. Just wanted to. I just wanted to bring that on. Um, I I know I mentioned it, and uh, I'm hoping to do it again every year and just bring some more fruits because it was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm kind of jealous. Free, I kind of watch booze. them. So yeah, well, I'll save. I'll definitely. The bottle will not be gone the next time you're in Montana. I think so. Uh You'll have some. You have to have some then. By the way, update to the Pac-Man game. It was called Pac-Man Two: The New Adventures. <laughs> and uh, so I'm assuming Pac-Man One is just regular arcade Pac-Man. Pac-Man One is yeah, it's Waka 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 Pac-Man. Um, this is this is not. It's a side-scrolling point-and-click adventure game. Came out in 1994. So this week for beer, very different tone of beverage. I have the Boulevard Brewing Company, which I believe is out of Kansas City. They're Bunga Cove Imperial Golden Cold Brew with hazelnut and vanilla, 8% ABV. Um, it looks like a fun water park for ice cubes on slides going into a big kind of a culotta wave pool, maybe. I don't know. Bunga Cove, I guess. Um, this one, I was looking for something today to, to bring to the pot at the, at the packy, and it kind of spoke to me. It's like, yeah, it's getting colder. It said, hey, over. A little darker. Obert. Look at all these fun ice cubes on the can. (laughs) But I didn't quite read it that closely because even reading Imperial Golden Cold Brew, I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be like a nice darker stout. Take a look, guys. It is not the color (laughs) I was expecting. Oh, you're uh, you're going to get eaten by a beer. It's it's Clyde colored. By a a beer. It is Clyde colored. Thank you. a, A dinosaur. Definitely golden. Strong coffee aroma on the nose. Maybe that's the hazelnut too. I'm getting. 
It smells the smell when you walk into a Dunkin' Donuts. Um, Do you guys have Dunkin' Donuts where you guys live? No, I was gonna say when you walk into a Dunkin' Donuts and it's also like 2002, which I think is the last time that a Dunkin' has smelled like this. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't like I don't even know if you guys have Dunkin' Donuts is where you guys live. I know for sure Obert doesn't. We Chris, we do we do Dunkin'. yeah 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 we do. I'm not saying we go into them very often, but you know I love walking into Dunkin' Donuts and smelling fresh baked fresh baked donuts. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, how good their donuts are. Oh man. But yeah, it must be the hazelnut I'm getting. Pretty smelly beer. But in a good way. I was going to say, I was like, smelly is not often attributed to. <laughs> yeah, smelly in a good it way sure or smelly is, like feet? It str- sure is pungent, this beer. The smelly smell. All right, I'm diving in. I like beer. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind. And sometimes it makes me feel mellow. I'm so happy it's back. It wasn't that wasn't the song I was going to play for you. I was actually going to give you a different one this week, but because you said I like beer, I just had to bring it back for you. You got to, yeah, yeah. That's my song. It's my it's my anthem. I love how everything that you you've hated on this podcast has slowly become like the thing that like you like now. Like you hated that song forever. You used to hate the dinosaur thing. Now you just did it too. It's just easier to go along with it and move on <laughs> than uh, than to try and fight it. But um, this is a weird beer. I don't know what this beer is trying to do. Uh, Get you drunk? I don't know what this beer is. So, okay, I'm going to read the description again. Imperial Golden Cold Brew with hazelnut and vanilla. Nowhere there is like that a style of beer. Like, is Imperial Golden a beer? I don't, I don't think so. Imperial Golden Ale, maybe? I mean, I guess. It's just like, it's just very strange. I've never had a beer like this, and I'm not, I'm not really feeling it. I do like to bring original beers on the podcast. And this is, if nothing else, this is original, right? Like It definitely sounds extremely unique. Yeah. Um, if you're someone who likes the Starbucks little bottles of Frappuccino or whatever, what do you, not Frappuccino. What am I trying to call those things? Like Frappuccino. Latte, yeah. No, Frappuccino. Yeah, like the iced. No, t- yeah, I think they are Frappuccinos. Yeah. If you like that, this is kind of giving me those vibes. Um Interesting. But also 8% ABV beer. And I don't like those things. It just tastes very artificial to me. And that's, I think that's a lot of the hazelnut and vanilla. It t- I get a lot of like fake vanilla in a not good way. I don't, I don't drink flavored coffee. I drink like black coffee sometimes with milk. Um, if you're a sweet coffee person, I mean, I shouldn't, I should not have gotten this beer. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the kind of coffee I like. I just saw cold brew and got sucked in. It's fine. Would I have it again? Yes, I'll have it three more times. Uh, unfortunately. I'm forced to have this beer three more times. But after that, maybe, I will no longer have this maybe beer. Maybe they'll be on episodes 350, 400, and 450. <laughs> Chris, I, Chris, I know the beers that are going to be coming in our uh, gift boxes. Right, yeah. Yeah, that would be a total Jenna move. It would um, be, it would be for sure. Yeah, to mail you this beer. <laughs> I am kind of tempted to. I mean... But no, it's it's not good. Um, this is a two seven five. Okay, yeah. that's pretty low. It, wow. I I wanted to give it a three. Wow. But it's not there. It's not. A three. Wow, you really don't like this beer. That's that is it's, that's a low score. It is. And it's not because they brewed it bad. It's just that they made a bad choice in making this beer, and I made a bad choice in buying this beer. There's a lot. Um, of, there's a lot going. I don't know if the if the can says this, but there's a lot going on in this beer. The can says nothing. 
Okay, so it's hopped with Magnum hops. Um, the malt is carapils, pale, pale, uh, just says pale, oats, wheat, and then adjuncts are hammerhand coffee, hazelnut flavor, and vanilla flavor. Um, it says, what a rush. Sometimes a good cold brew coffee is like you plunge into a cool, refreshing pool, uh, completely waking you up and leaving you feeling renewed. Using coffee extraction methods similar to your favorite cold brew caffeinated treat, this beer has some bright notes of coffee, aroma, and flavor, accentuated with by hazelnut with a light and vanilla sweet finish. Yeah, that, that tracks with what I'm getting out of this. It's just, that's not a... I wouldn't like that if it was a cold, if it was a beverage that was coffee and vanilla and like, that's just not what I drank. So I don't know why I bought this. And the 275 is really, it's more of a reflection on me. It's like the people who rate, you know, I hate IPAs. I'm giving this a two. That's what I'm doing to this beer right now. <laughs> well, that's, that's unfortunate. Um, on the other hand, what do you think the 2,417 other people who have checked in this beer think of this beer, given that you don't like this beer? Like a three five six. You are way off. Um, uh oh. Three point three point nine zero. Oh wow. Yeah, they're they're wrong. They're wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, point three off, lose a point. Mm-hmm. It's the rules. I think you actually have to give one point to whoever's in third place. Is, <laughs> is what I believe the official rule, unwritten rule. I mean, that's why it's point it's three. Point three for right. third place. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Well. I no, guess this beer, I saying, um, this beer sucks. I'm going <laughs> to just keep drinking it quietly while uh, Chris reviews beer. Okay, I will do that. And I I have a beer that I think we're going to pick up the tail end of the podcast with. So um, Good, good. Yeah. This is like a, this, the whole sandwich method where you just bury the, the bad one. Yes, that that's precisely yeah. right. And I was telling the guys before this, I didn't really have a beer in mind for tonight. I didn't. I forgot to put one in this morning. True Chris fashion. Um uh, but I do have one more beer that I'm going to bring to you guys, and it's from my trip up north. I keep saying it's my last beer from up north. And, yeah, you do. <laughs> and it's never my last beer up from up north. And so, and so you have more beers. You made it sound like you have no beers. You have beers, but they're just you don't put them in your fridge. Yeah, I'm very confused by this. So yes. you're, you're telling me you have a stash of beer that's not cold, Correct. and you have a fridge that's basically empty. I have a fridge that is 40% full that... The beer, okay. Extreme beers. Of, of, yeah. Of like, they're like, they're like everyday beers, you know? They're nothing special. And you have to bring the specialists to the podcast, right? So, the, the real 275s, so, we say for the no, podcast. No, I mean, can, they're, they're good, but. Can I make <laughs> no, a suggestion? No, I'm talking about my beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can I make a suggestion for you? What if you cleaned out like the bottom, like half of your fridge and put your good beers in there and then your stream beers more at the top, more easily accessible, less, less dad grown noises? As you reach to get a beer out of them, out of it, because they'll be at the top. I don't know, because the beers that are warm aren't necessarily, they're like special stream beers, you know, like not just run of the mill stream beers. <laughs> like they're the upper echelon. There's some of my old beers, my cellar beers and stuff like that. So I, here's my idea. Get a big cardboard box, put your best beers in there, fill it with sand, and then have your kids dig one out for you. And then Ooh, whenever they dig out, it's go. like a little treasure hunt. And then that's the beer that you have to drink. That's actually, I was also going to say, you could just invest in a new beer fridge. I think mine was better. <laughs> oh, man. But anyways. What would happen um, if like the kid broke the, the beer out of the sand on accident? How drink. angry would Chris be? Well, no, that's this is archaeology school. They got the little brushes. Yeah. <laughs> they got to be delicate here when you're extracting these fossilized beers. Yeah, they're not going to be shooting stuff into the ground and taking pictures of the beers like they do in Jurassic Park, okay? 
Make it happen. Um, they hydraulically frack the beer out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but I do have another northern beer, which I think might actually be my last one. But we'll see. We'll find out next week or two weeks. <laughs> next week. <laughs> Um, but this one is a special one. Uh, I got it from Treehouse, so uh, I'm on a Treehouse kick right now, guys. Um, but this is their double shot fourth anniversary beer. So, well, double shot fourth anniversary is what I should say, not their fourth anniversary. I was gonna be yeah. like, "There's no way Treehouse is four. It's four. It just turned yeah. four. Happy birthday!" No, They're counting in anti dog years. They're so, in, like um, the East Greenland time zone. <laughs> this is an American stout. If you don't know, this is one of their like flagship stouts that they have, uh, and it's a coffee stout. I enjoy it. It's very delicious. Um, but yeah, I was actually really excited because normally I'll taste these and I'll put them in untapped. But I had to check. I did not put this one in untapped, all you untapped people out there. So um, here we go. My last maybe beer from New England. <laughs> so you're, t- um, you're meaning to tell me that you have nowhere in your house any other New England beer. Like no like bottles saved, nothing like that. Well, okay. So this is, no, he's saying from his recent from trip. From the recent trip, this is the yes, last one. Yes, because I do have yeah, I yeah, do yeah. have some bottles, yes. But anyways, here we go. Alright, so here it is. It is dark as night, as you could imagine. Got a nice, I don't know, half an inch head on there. Um pretty solid uh looking beer. It looks it just I mean it just looks like a picturesque beautiful perfect beer it does silky smooth head um as you can see no light like you are you are free and clear you could be like crawling under that t-rex's tongue like yep he would never see you never see you yeah so let's get into it um again this is double shot fourth anniversary their coffee stout um if you've had any of their variants then you are you know you know what's about to go down it's a it's a very tasty beer so i took this out when obert started his review and that was the correct choice that was the correct choice it is warmed up to perfect drinking temperature right now 8.6 percent alcohol and it is smooth it's so smooth it um just drinks so easy you get some absolutely delicious coffee notes out of this um it's uh, a little sweet, a little sweeter than I remember it being. Maybe it's because I let it warm up properly now. Um, but yeah, it's got a nice vel- like velvety mouthfeel. Kind of, t- it's like you're drinking synthetic motor oil. <laughs> like it's not like the old, the super thick old stuff. Like this stuff's a little bit lighter, you know. So, <laughs> um, but it's got that, it's got that mouthfeel to it. Um, it, it is, it is. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of sweetness on the front end. A lot of sweetness, and then transitions into your coffee. Finishes out nice. Um, delicious. Very, very good. Very, very good. If I'm not mistaken, I think they make this with their own coffee now? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, they have a coffee roaster. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, we utilize our roasteries luxurious fourth anniversary blend concocted for the occasion. So apparently it's a, I don't know, a blend made by their roasters fourth anniversary? I don't know. Anyways, um, it is delicious. Oh, it is? Okay, so clarification. It is the fourth anniversary of the coffee roastery, not double shot. So the double shot. Good. That makes fun. That makes more. It sense. does because it does make sense. I definitely remember having this when I lived in Connecticut, and I have not lived in Connecticut in almost six years. So, <laughs> um, they only release it when there's an Olympics. Yeah, the- yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> this beer's only four years old. 
Um, but it is, it is, it is, it is wonderful. It is very, very good. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I remember getting two bottles of this in the Monson location and thinking it was the greatest thing ever and all that fun stuff. It was, what can you say? Like what we've talked about Treehouse for literally, what episode are we on? Literally 260 episodes. I'm pretty sure that's what we started this podcast well, on. For a little bit of teaser, I have a little bit more news about Treehouse once you're done with your review. So we're Uh-oh. not going to be done talking Treehouse once you're done talking Treehouse. Uh-oh. Um, but it's it's wonderful. I'm going to give it an extremely solid four and a half. Uh, honestly, I, I if if it wasn't so sweet for me, it would probably be higher. But I think it's I think it's very good. I kind of like, I mean, you guys know, I like, I don't mind the coffee bitterness and I don't like bitterness in my beer and I get very little of that. So if you are looking for, if you're a coffee lover... This is this is a good one, and if you're a frou frou coffee level, uh, sweet coffee lover, unlike Obert, <laughs> um, but this sounds better than Obert's beer. So it it does make me want to try their coffee, honestly. Yeah, right, right. Um, I don't. I've had it. It's it's coffee. Yeah, yeah, but you can like like is it Starbucks level version level coffee or is it? Because I mean, there's different there's different coffees. I'm confused by the statement. Do you think Starbucks on a scale on <laughs> on the coffee scale? It's, it's an it's like where Starbucks one is, is Folgers and ten <laughs> is like you know like Colombia, like fresh off of the 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 coca plantation in Colombia. Where does Starbucks fall on your list? I think it's like a solid baseline. I think it's like what like a I, I don't want to say five. I think it's better than a five. Like I don't know six or seven. Like six and a half, maybe? I don't know. It's the three and a half bottle caps of, of coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yes, 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 right. I would I would say that their, I mean, their coffee is probably a little better than Starbucks's then. I would okay. say it's probably a seven or an eight. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not the best coffee you can get around here, but it's, it's okay. Okay, fair enough. It's the best coffee that I know of that you can get at a brewery. Okay. Does that help? Yeah. Anyways, you heard it here first. Eight, eight, eight 8.0 on the coffee scale. <laughs> 4.5 okay. on my skill. So the fourth anniversary double shot has four, 543 ratings. Wow, that is much lo- lower than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I know it's going to be monstrous. Um, just knowing Treehouse and this beer and the fourth anniversary thingy. Like, I just know it's going to be a monster. But how monstrous? Like, I don't know. It's so weird. Like, when I want to guess, like, a 4.5 something, it's like, no, that's stupid. But, like... I could legitimately see it being a four or five something. I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to guess high, but I'm going sailboats. Four, four, four. I like that guess. Um, it You're close. Four, four, zero. Ah, damn it. Okay. All right. You were like going for that jackpot. Yeah. And like uh, the first reel came up before. Yeah. Second reel came up before. <laughs> Third reel, you're like, oh, come, come on, on, come on. Zero. Damn. All right. Well, hey. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's deserving. It's very good. Yeah. Um, I did see they have a cookies and cream version, a maple version, a chocolate truffle version, which um, I know that they have. I think those are more of like the they do those like couple of like they'll do like one tank or a couple of kegs or whatever at the yeah. brewery, like on tap. Yeah, which, they usually serve them on tap, which yeah, I heard which, they got rid of the uh, the ticket system. Oh, no. Interesting. So. I was just there when I was in Connecticut two months ago and they had it then. So, yeah, this was like a recent like thing. So like. Yeah, it was the same. It was the same when I was there, obviously. But like, is it just unlimited? Unlimited pours now. You just go. I, and- I don't. I don't know. Maybe they don't require you to buy tickets beforehand. Maybe you just pay at the bar now, and they still put a little X on your your wristband. All I heard is that the ticket system was gone. Oh. Interesting. Huh. 
Todd, you got to report back. I, I will have to go there. However, I do have to talk about the other news the tree, the other reason the treehouse has been in the news lately. <laughs> um, treehouse is being sued. Uh, one of me. the uh, <laughs> their beer is too delicious. They are they're I facing a lawsuit from a time. from a from a shareholder who accuses the founders of paying themselves excessively, concealing real estate purchases, and buying lu- buying luxury vehicles while withholding dividends from minority shareholders. Um, the, the minority shareholder is a 2% owner of the company. Um, and he is accusing Nathan Lanier, who's the brewer and, uh, Damien Gordeaux, who's the president of the company, um, of, of, of doing those things of the excessive real estate purchases, excessive, uh, salaries and buying luxury vehicles while not paying a dividend to the minority shareholders. The guy who's filing the lawsuit is Eric Granger. He, uh, said in the lawsuit that he invested in the company in 2012 and it was converted in 2015 to non-voting shares, while Lanier and Gordeaux were the only ones to receive voting shares. Further, Granger said that he has tried to request business documents in order to determine the value of his shares since 2021, but was denied. Um, he also claims that other minority shareholders have accepted corporate redemptions of their shares either in 2016 or 2023. He alleges that uh, Treehouse altered a 2017 document without authorization in 2022 to use as an application to uh, for the company's Deerfield location and again for the Sandwich location. In the lawsuits, he said that the alteration and use of the documents is tantamount to forgery. So this guy is uh, <laughs> this guy is suing them for a lot of fraud. Okay. Tell them to keep our eyes on. You know what I realized? Tud likes to bring the beer gossip to the podcast. Do you notice this, Chris? Right? Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah. In on it. He's like, look at the latest Connecticut Facebook beer group drama. I got, <laughs> I got you. You don't worry about it. I'll tell you what's going on. Yeah. Tud, Tud likes the beer industry drama. Hey, this is, this is a big one, though. I mean, if, you know, if he, if what he's, if what this Eric Granger guy is, alleging is true it could result in massive changes at treehouse including you know the potential removal of their head brewer which would be incredible i mean it would destroy treehouse right i mean without nathan there to to brew the beer that he brews i don't know do you think it's at the point now where it's like he's kind of like yeah the mastermind you brew this batch for a, like a thousand times and, and he's got like all these minions a thousand and first I mean, yeah. I think he could. I think they could brew like the normal things, right? I mean, they could do the double shots, even even down a double shot. They could do the the, the big four. They could do all the the variants on that. But it's when he comes up with the new thing, which he does, you know, quite often. I mean, every time you go there, there's a different beer. You just wouldn't have that same mind doing it, which is right a thing. I mean, he is the brainchild of Treehouse. <laughs> Well, so does it say anywhere in the article anything about like the minority shareholder asking this guy to be removed from the company or like brewing or anything? It sounds like he just wants like fair valuation for his assets and money and stuff like that. Yeah, it sounds like he's saying that the owners are paying themselves too much and he wants them to pay themselves less and him more, which he is. Like you said, I don't know if it's, you know, it's just, I think it's just a matter of, you know, that's the, for the courts to decide on how much money this guy is going to get. He is, he, his lawsuit, um, he is asking the defendants to be compelled to provide a thorough accounting, return misappropriated funds, pay retroactive dividends, and pay $50,000 in damages. So he's not asking for their removal. 
So Todd is but, into beer gossip. No, but if you, and no, hang on. If you commit <laughs> real, if you commit real estate fraud, though, that is a federal offense. But this is a civil suit, right? But you don't think that every other law, every lawyer who wants to get involved with state law is not looking at this lawsuit and finding out if they misappropriated funds related to real estate purchases. <laughs> I think this kind of lawsuit happens like every day, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a, a law talking guy. Just something to keep an eye on. It's uh it's interesting. I mean, it's not it's very rare that you see Treehouse pop up in the news being sued by another owner for not getting their money. I mean, yeah, you have to. We'll put the you have a news article. I'll drop it in the in the show notes. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just it's. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's just a different news story. It's something different. Um, you know, Treehouse obviously makes a you know a metric shit ton of money. That's a technical term right there. Um, and for them to not be paying dividends and to be hiding money and and paying themselves paying the two owners excessive allegedly amounts of salaries allegedly is a big deal. I mean, yeah, and I don't think it's they're not paying any money to the shareholder. It's just he's not paying enough, according to the lawsuit. Was how I interpreted what you read. And it's wow. interesting because there there used to be another uh, owner, Damien, who apparently retired recently. Um, or died of no, mysterious circumstances. Damien is he, actually the head brewer with a fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> he became a. He used to be their like their like chief like marketing guy. He would be at all like the beer festivals and stuff that Treehouse was at. Um, and he became a little bit of a uh, little bit addicted to the 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 old beers, where he was always a little bit overserved at these events and apparently he became sober and retired from the beer industry it's a good good for him you know it's like he probably made so much money doing that and he's Getting like paid oh, excessive you know what? Salaries turn and- <laughs> turn my life around i'm gonna uh walk away from this so i can respect that choice for sure um but yeah so we'll put the link in the show notes and uh ted you're gonna keep us updated on this story right we got a future developments i i i would say there's a 99 chance it's settled out of out of court and we never really find out what happens but um if we do have an update we'll, we'll get it to you sorry the retired guy's name is dean damien was the other guy named in the lawsuit dean was okay. the one who retired and dean is damien with a mustache <laughs> maybe maybe so um i want to know and I, I, this is more of an appeal to our audience members but also you guys like i said getting back to where we started this episode past the time zone stuff <laughs> i got all these i'm gonna do all these transcriptions right i already have about a, a year's worth of our podcast done i want to know what fun stuff we can do with them um because because i think there's some some good podcast meat on that bone right of like what what i can do with all these transcripts but i nothing is immediately coming to mind um but just reading through some of this stuff i just can't help but laugh so I would, I'm curious if you guys have ideas of how we can revisit some of our old material, either uh, audio or transcript form, and, and maybe what to do with it. Well, off the top of my head, we just re-record the episode with whatever the transcript says. Right. Th- but but we all take somebody else's spot. Right. Like, is it is it is the other thing that came to mind was, is it apparent who said what? No, it doesn't know whose voice is who. Because I would love to hear like an episode 45 snippet and we just have to read through it and see like who said, who do we think said what, you know, like (laughs) based on context clues, you know, like a real he said, she said kind of deal, a murder mystery. I mean, you can, you can figure it out though. I'm sure. So like. Maybe it's, maybe it's one-liners. Maybe it's one-liners. Maybe it's like, 
who said, blah, 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 you know, and it, and ev- all the funny ones are me, you know? Right. <laughs> um, I just posted, so like this from episode 212. Okay. I posted in the Discord chat where I say, I have to ask, do you have the Twitch ID Water Dad Gamer registered? I don't know who we could be talking about there. Right, right, right. Like that could be anybody. Not to be Dad, <laughs> dad Gamer, which sounds worse. Here we go. Game Daddy. <laughs> Game Daddy's not bad. <laughs> Sober underscore game underscore daddy. Oh, man. <laughs> There's just something so funny about uh, just reading it with no, like, just stoic punctuation <laughs> and uh, just black on white words. <laughs> just makes the jokes that much funnier, I think. Oh, man. I mean, I would be curious to know, like, some, like, statistical stuff. Like, what's the most common score that's guessed? Between the three of us. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that could be um, good. What's the yeah. most commonly rated beer that we bring on the podcast would be another one. Um, most swear words. Yeah, that's words. a lot more work. <laughs> most swear words. Episode of most swear words. Um, clearly, we could fire our historian. I mean, he's been he's been bad at his job anyways. Right. But- well, so here's the thing, right? So I need to get a ChatGPT4 subscription to get the historian up and running. But a ChatGPT4, there's a wait list for. Uh... So. I'm on the wait list. Meanwhile, I'm transcribing, hoping to get. How much does it cost to get a subscription to Chat GPT four? If it's tw- if and then when you're when you're off the waiting list, it's twenty bucks a month. Uh, it's not cheap. No. What is it? Um, get, how much better is it than Chat GPT three point five that we have? Well, it will let me make a library. Uh, no, it'll make me. It'll let me make a drinking alone with friends GPT, where any of our listeners can go and ask. The GPT of our podcast. Oh, any questions about our podcast? That's kind of fun. I like yeah. that. What number are you on on the wait list? It doesn't doesn't tell you that. I don't know who how long it's going to be. But, <laughs> it's like it's like we all have those those breweries where we're on the the wait list for the mug. You know, yeah. And it's like it's like waiting for Green Bay season tickets or something. Right. You know? My grandkids are going to be on this wait list. <laughs> now, now, now. Would and this is for the listeners. Listeners, I know this is a back and forth medium, but um, would you buy a book? Would you buy a drinking alone with friends book? <laughs> just the just the straight up transcript That's it. of all of them. You guess not proofread because I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, 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 no. God no, God no. <laughs> no, it comes with all the errors, all the Todds and the Tuds and the Teds and the titties. I can no, I can replace find and replace all those. I already did that. There we go. I got 165 of them out of the way. <laughs> It'd just be like but, episode uh, one and you guess who said what <laughs> yeah yeah that's the other thing too is that it would be nice to be able to tag the dialogue with our names but uh again that's a lot of work I'm i wonder if gpt4 will do that for, for you it'll be able to tell the difference between voices now there's other software but then to merge them you have to know more computer programming than i currently know so it's not we're not there yet we don't have the technology but well, if anybody if any of our click- listeners are a computer programmer I, I will say in the show notes, there will be a link to a transcript of this of this episode. So nice. Click on it. I want you, you can't see you how can't many re- times it says Ted or Todd or Ted. Yeah, you can't <laughs> replace Ted or Todd or Tit with with Tud. Well, this will be the one episode where I don't do it. It's just going to say Ted everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what if. All right. Let's say Tude. Tude. Like attitude, but just apostrophe Tude. Tude. 
to, what's what's another what's another you sound? Uh, you're just trying to confuse. Uh, you're just using the podcast time to try and confuse the trend. I'm trying to figure out what, what combination of T U D will equal it to spell out Tud. Like what pronunciation? Oh, it's like when you're trying to get the hands free thing to work and you just say it funny so that it gets the right. Correct. Thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's like like to to. What's another way of pronouncing you? What? How do you say you with a, like an umlaw over it? To to Dude, I guess that's what you were saying, but without the e at the end. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like what what pronunciation of you in in between t and d would equal tud? Tud. Maybe that'll do it. Maybe you have to sound it out like that. There we go. We got it. Nailed it. Figured it out. Nailed it. Got it in one. Let's go. Okay, but I think it's time. Tud. Congratulations, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. Thank you. Frosty mug of of winner wisdom. That's you. That's me. Um, Getting closer to fifty. You are definitely closer closer to fifty 50 than forty. And congratulations. Let's um let's hear what Jordan has to say about this victory. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. Finish that bravado. Important correction. When I said Ted was closer to 50 than 40, it was because in my webcam, the mirrored five, two looked like a five. He is, in <laughs> fact, closer to 40 than 50. I just want to be clear on that. I mean, you can't really go backwards in this game. So I would say I'm on my way to, like, I am closer to being, you know, 36 than I am 34. But this I'm not at my like half birthday yet. Newfoundland time zone math, I think, is what you're saying. But um, honk, honk, honk. Congratulations again. This is where we fill a frosty mug with wisdomy wisdom, life advice, things we like, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals that you missed that we didn't. Who knows? Um, but Tut, the the mug piping cold from the freezer is yours. What are you uh, What are you doing with it? Well, it's a little bit too cold for me to touch, so I'm going to give it to Chris for now and let him. I I never would have guessed. <laughs> well, I know he, but I know he has something this week, so. I do? Yeah, you teased it on the last episode repeatedly. It was a obscure Pokemon knowledge. Oh, I forgot about handle. that. I forgot I didn't use yeah. it as a handle. It's no longer a handle, guys. I he's, forgot. He's lost interest in it. No, I had something else. I actually had a product that I purchased. So I'm going to use... Oh. oh, would it be... Would it? Would you rather do a product that other people could use or obscure Pokemon <laughs> that? I mean... I was only for Chris's ancient lore to understand. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, you could be bold. You could be a Pokemon player and use this product because it is, it is a new controller that I purchased. 
Um, I see the box. Yeah, the box is behind um, me. So I'm so upset. I thought we were going to get ChatGPT to try to transcribe <laughs> what the hell you're about to explain. Maybe next. Because you tried to explain it to us two weeks ago, and my eyes glazed over, and I was like, I'm going to go play NASCAR. <laughs> maybe, ne- maybe next week. Maybe next week we'll be so lucky. He's like, here's my handle. Okay, so you do a burnout <laughs> until they get a caution flag. No. <laughs> All right, so I purchased the real, the deep NASCAR Thunder 2003 <laughs> cut for. I watched I watched the worst driver of all time with the Daytona 500 on legend mode. So it uh, happened. I did it. <laughs> I'm a Daytona 500 champion, folks. I don't think we ever got a follow up. Did you and Dan play that all day on Friendsgiving? We never did. I told him I had downloaded it, and he was pretty excited. But we never got to play it. All right, so I purchased this controller on. Oh, actually, it was it was a little bit before, probably towards the beginning of the month. And the selling point was it is reminiscent of what I believe to this day to be one of the best controllers ever made, and that's GameCube's Wavebird. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it, great controller. Great controller. Um, so this is eh. get out of here. So this is called the Nixie Wizard, N Y X I Wizard, um, and it is a Switch controller that is set up like a Wavebird. Um, and uh, I got it, and I've been using it a lot. It has turbo functions. It's set up like a Wavebird. It is much larger. Let me just warn you. It's larger than I thought it was going to be. So if you have big hands, then it's no problem. It fits my hands just perfectly. But do keep that in mind if you are looking to purchase. Um, but it feels really good. It's very solid. All the buttons are in the GameCube layout, including the two joysticks. It's even got the, the yellow joystick, which we all know and love. The C-stick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, that was the worst part about the controller to me. Really? I didn't. I, I yeah, don't think. I don't think I've ever. It was heard never this. used as like the secondary like nub. It was always like press this like you if could, you're playing Zelda. Press this way to you pull out just your, your hear how stick. often he got wrecked in 007. <laughs> you can just hear it in his voice. Pull up, hit hit the left way to, to pull out your Dooku stick, and you hit the wrong thing, and like you hit the middle thing, and it's like throw a Dooku seed, and you're like, what the fuck. I, I can see I can see some skill issues, um, but anyways, um, it's got some it's got some programmable back buttons as well. It's it's a very it's a very well built controller. I was very I was a little concerned because you know some you never know what you're getting with these third market third party controllers. Um, my one my my one takeaway as I already said very huge large so you know keep that in mind. Um, but it fits on a huge drop, it, huge huge. Uh, it fits onto it fits I'm, it fits onto your switch. You can play it in handheld mode if you choose, if you so choose. But I use it primarily in our in you know controller mode. It's got turbo buttons. It's pretty neat. Um, if you want to throw back, if you play the switch a lot, like some of us do, <laughs> and you want to throw back, if you really enjoyed the GameCube controller, check it out. We'll put a link in the in the show description <laughs> and in the. <laughs> In the uh, chat GPT, no, in, in the, the transcript. So, um, uh, transcript H T T P colon forward slash forward slash um. W W W dot A M O Z O N dot com slash. So you, I, you kind of glazed over it, but when you said it fits on your switch i didn't realize that this thing comes apart yes and has it you, yeah so so it acts as oh see i didn't realize that before that's pretty cool yeah so it acts as as it is like a joy con um like your normal joy cons on your switch where they are separate um they can slide on okay the i'm switch. slightly more intrigued by this now. yeah but let me let me show you this thing just for because i have the switch oled right here for the listeners for the, for the, for the like the somebody who has like there. 
somebody who has like you know like chris like you have bigger hands than me but like i also have very large hands like the joy con controllers themselves they're, Joy-Cons? They're pretty small. They're pretty small. They're small. Yeah. Like, I would like something a little bit more meatier for my my, mm. my paws to hold on to. But look at this thing when it's fully assembled. This isn't even my final That's form. Okay. <laughs> That's freaking so, awesome. Listeners, you can't see it, but if you've ever seen the movie Big with the keyboard <laughs> scene, that's exactly what Chris is doing right now. <laughs> He's jumping from the X to the Y button. Um. So, yeah. Um. There it is. That's that's fully fully assembled. Uh, I I've been enjoying it. I I you know I've been using it more than my Joy Cons at this point. So um, if you're looking for an alternative to Joy Cons or other re- uh, remote controls, check it out. Um, does it fit in the in the dock with the the controller on it? It does barely, <laughs> but it does. Okay, you have to be pretty precise you put, with your placement. If you put a little bit of foam padding underneath the dock and lifted it up about a quarter of an inch, would it fit better? No, I mean it. It, it does fit. It's just you. It, you have to be pretty pretty straightforward. There's no there's no side tilt on this thing. You got to go straight down. <laughs> but I'll put a link in the show uh, show notes, and uh, you guys should all go maybe get one. Cool. Do they? I uh, ordered a new Joy-Con on uh, Monday, so thanks for the timely handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that stinks because they are definitely. It's cheaper to buy one of these than it is a Joy-Con because they're freaking expensive. Oh, no. Not the Nintendo. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got you. Yeah, yeah, No. I want to get, and I, I've seen them out there. Um, They remade the the large, like, original Xbox controller. Ooh. Like like the big, not, oh, the, yeah. not, the, not the one where they, yeah, the, the wave burn. I, I don't know what it was. Like, it was the... Like a yeah. circle, essentially. The the, the OG um, one. The one that came with Xbox. Yeah, except yeah. for that they moved the black and the white buttons into trigger form. Oh. Because, you know, they eventually moved them up to right to bumpers. So they mm-hmm. they moved it all, and they had, like, this big, colossal controller now. And I want to get one um, for PC gaming. I think that would be cool. Because those, those controllers, that was my favorite controller. It was just such I a, get a cool controller. I want to get a Dreamcast controller, but the window is the Switch. <laughs> Oh man! People on planes All right, hate them. Todd, Todd, who's next? Um, I guess I'll go next in this situation. Um, just because I do the outro, and it's always awkward when I when I have to continue to talk with no break. Um, my handle this week is actually going to be a tip for homeowners. So in the winter, a lot of homeowners, uh, myself included, given how old our house is, we have an issue with mice getting into the basement, and so I went through this entire process of trying to figure out exactly how to find where the mouse holes are and plug them and solve them so the mice can't get in. And this has been my project for the past like week and a half. And so far, so good. So first thing, what I did was I bought a cheap outdoor camera off of Amazon. Um, Amazon has a company that they own called Blink, which basically competes with Ring, which Amazon also owns. So Amazon owns both Blink and Ring, but Ring is the more expensive version of Blink. So I bought a Blink outdoor camera. It was like 50 bucks. Um, and I bought like a, like a tripod for it. That was $7. So $57 all in here. Um, I put the tripod up, put the camera on it, put it outside where I thought the mice were coming in and I turned up all the settings. So anytime something moved, camera clicks on it records and you can watch where the mouse runs into your foundation. Great. I found out where the mice were coming into my house. How do you solve the problem once you have the mouse or once you figured it out? Well, you have to go to the you have to go to Lowe's or Home Depot or your local hardware store, buy some steel wool and some spray foam. Um, 
and the the lady at Lowe's told me that if you if you um take a broken uh light bulb, this also helps too. But anyways, you take the steel wool and you shove it into the hole where the mouse is getting in, and it basically blocks up the hole from both sides because mice, given their whiskers, they don't want to run through steel wool. It bothers them, so they don't they won't run at it. But then to be certain that they can't just bite the steel wool and pull it out, take spray foam and spray over the steel wool. Let it harden. Therefore, you've blocked the mice from from ever being able to shoot through the styrofoam or shoot through the spray foam. And then, if for whatever reason it does, the steel wool is also in the way. What the lady at Home Depot or, or Lowe's told me with the broken uh, light bulb, it's supposed to sprinkle the broken light bulb on top of the steel wool because the the glass, even though it's not going to cut you as a human, um, mice's paws are a lot uh, less robust than ours i don't they're thick they're, they're a lot weaker so once they if they ever come in contact with steel wool the the glass that's mixed in there will cut their paws and they'll run away as well um so i've been doing this so far in my house and i have plugged four holes um and every day i move the the blink camera around my foundation a little bit more to find out where the mice are coming in it's the perks of owning a house that was built 100 years ago where you have to find these things but for anybody who has mice coming into their house that's the best way to do it. It's all in. It's cost me less than a hundred bucks to fix my my house, and I didn't have to hire a professional. Did it all myself, and you you feel a little you feel a little good after you're doing it because you're like, oh, I, I did something on my own. So for the show notes, what's uh what's the Home Depot's ladies website? <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured we could put the Blink camera up there. Um, we could throw up a YouTube video too that I watched. Well, how did you how did you attain all of this uh secret mice mice uh removal knowledge youtube okay so you got a video you got a video i do have a video and the guy even shows you the blink camera that he used same blink camera i used um his now, actually, just his... just as a word of warning this won't work on mice named tud if todd ted <laughs> fine but if they're tud they won't it won't the camera won't pick them up it's true that's that's technology for you yeah um no but it's it's you know, a lot of people are homeowners. A lot of people have mouse problems. I, Chris, I don't know if you have mouse problems in your basement. I don't even know if you have a basement. I do, and so far, no mice? He's got 99 problems. But a mice, but a but mouse a mice ain't one. one. <laughs> well, if they ever happen to, to become issues, at least you know how to solve them now. Because what I, I was hearing mice like like in the walls of my house, and I was like, what what is happening? And I found a hole that I could stick two of my fingers right in. And I was like, well, that's exactly how they're getting in. So that's my handle. Um, I guess, Obert, you're the you're the only one left. It's good. I was trying to find the gif of um, that scene in The Matrix where they're in the walls. And the guy's like, they're in the walls. But um, I couldn't in time. So it's time for my handle. And that is following up with Chris's handle to make a nice little mousetrap sandwich. It's also game related. You don't want to be the sandwich of a mousetrap. <laughs> no, that's that's the mouse. I, I, uh, fun fact, so fun. Oh, one more story before you go. I bought some new mousetraps during this process before I discovered how to keep them out permanently. And I accidentally was, I was looking away from the mousetrap that I had open and I, my finger grazed the mousetrap, uh, clicker. And I don't think I've screamed so loud in like <laughs> 20 years. Like, like it, that, that fucker hurt. And it was, I've it's heard not like the, scream very loudly too. It, it was not the, uh, it was not the normal mousetrap, like the the metal one. It was like the hard, like plastic one, because like they're better now. Like they, there's no way that a mouse is getting away from this thing once it snaps it down. This fucker, it 
it hurt. And it left a mark. Like, you can see my thumb. Oh, ouch. It got you. Like, like I have a I have a legit cut from, from the mousetrap. Okay, so to be the, uh, not the thumb of the sandwich here, <laughs> I have a, a game that I think actually both of you might be interested in. It's a uh, two to four person board game. It is a legacy game, which means that it's a game that you can play multiple sessions of. And every time you go back to the game, it's going to have new rules and the board is going to change. The the uh, the game is going to change a little bit. The game is called My City. This is um, a recommendation from friend of the podcast, Doug, who's probably the guy who I know who's most into board games. But um, have either of you played Blockus? Are you familiar with the game Blockus? Uh, it's kind of like Tetris in the fact that you're trying to arrange certain shaped pieces that kind of like conform to a like a a pixelated kind of a grid shape um, in a board, right? Okay. Uh, the the difference is, you know, it's not like Tetris where the lines go away. You're playing against another person, um, and so you have a board. We'll say like it's a ten by ten grid with a hundred spaces, and you have all of these little uh, board pieces that you need to fit nicely into your into your game. And there's certain rules as to how you can place these pieces. Um, but at the end of the game session, you're going to score points based on how well you put your pieces in. So if you're someone who's like really good with spatial organization, that type of game, if you like Tetris, this might be a game that's up your alley. Um, but the thing that I like about it is, okay, so you then basically whoever wins, whoever loses, you get a certain number of points towards the overall legacy scoring system, meaning like that's going to continue on to the next game. Okay. And then... The winner gets a little bit of a penalty and the loser gets a little bit of a boost to help them in future sessions. So it has a nice catch-up mechanic where um, the mechanics of the game allow the two players to kind of keep evenly skilled as the game progresses, as you score further and further, and as the board develops. I think in the game there are eight sessions any or eight um, chapters. Sorry, there are eight chapters and each chapter has three individual sessions. So you play the game three times. A playthrough takes about 20 to 30 minutes. And um, so you can take a then, break and come back. So yeah, so you basically, so how I've been doing it is I play through one chapter of three rounds of the game. And then I put it away, come back to it next week. And um, it's, the stakes are so much higher when you know that like whether you win or lose, that's going to affect you the next time you play, right? So I have played a legacy game with Chris before. It was a lot of fun, but it was a it was a cooperative game. Right. This is a uh, competitive game, hmm. and um, it's been it's been a good time. I think I'm on chapter six, like I said, of eight, and it's um I think it's fifty bucks. The other thing with legacy games is you manipulate the board. You put new stickers on it. You write on it. it it's it's a game you only play through one time. But you know, it's how many games are you really going to play more than you know eight or so times, right? So you get your money's worth for sure. But uh, uh, I've been enjoying it. And if you're someone who likes Tetris, if you're someone who plays Blockus and likes it, this is definitely a game I would recommend checking out. Um, it's uh, it's it's a good one. All right. I'm I'm intrigued. I don't know yeah. what a legacy game is. It's like it's an entirely new thing. Yeah. So 
Chris, how how would you describe a legacy game? Did I leave anything out? No, I no, I don't think so. I think you kind of you kind of described it, but I mean, I've played one before. I don't know. It's um, I don't know. I like I I enjoyed the one we ended up playing together. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we did pandemic, pandemic which yeah. is pandemic legacy. And um, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just like a, a long, just a, a long continuing game that changes over time like different different things different mechanics different things change as the game progresses so it's like it's like playing a video game on on a board or something like that so it'd be like okay we're gonna play monopoly but okay after the first time you play monopoly oh whoever wins next time you need to put five houses down before you can get a hotel yeah like that kind of thing where it's like you it's a whole new session of monopoly but um there's a little every time the rules are a little different right and and it it's really intriguing being like oh how am i going to play with the new rules that i didn't know about until right now you're both you know you're playing this new new scenario trying to learn and understand the new rules the first time it makes it a lot more a lot more challenging and fun to to learn and master okay i mean i'm gonna have to try it i'm gonna have to see yeah and with that we'd like to thank you all for listening uh we would like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers i will thank pine house brewing and alvarado street brewing for their jaguar shark deep search alvarado street 2022 i would like to thank treehouse for their double shot fourth anniversary and i'm going to thank boulevard brewing company for their Bunga cove Please make sure you head over to all social medias and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also make sure you hashtag follow the emails at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Also, head over to Discord and join the live conversation over there. People were sharing pictures of their turkeys uh, around Thanksgiving, so that was pretty cool to see. A lot of them looked really good. I missed that. Uh, yeah, so check that out um, if you want to see some good turkeys and get all hungry for turkey again. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I am leftovered out. I've had enough turkey. I'm done with it uh, for the time being, but... Tune in next year when I review my uh, smoked and deep fried turkey because that'll be a new thing. Wow, look at uh, these turkeys. These are amazing. <laughs> also, head over to Patreon and for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the podcast. Uh, it helps us monetarily uh, pay for things like hosting fees or doing cool trips like when we went to Asheville. We paid for part of that trip with the money that we got from Patreon. So head over there. really helps out. You can also get bonus, extras, bonus episodes of the podcast when you do that as well. And finally, if you don't feel like doing that and you don't feel like helping us out monetarily, you don't feel like joining the Discord. Well, luckily for you, there's a few other things you can do. You can click on the podcast after you're listening to now and leave us a five-star rating and a review. That's any podcast app, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Google Play, doesn't matter. Five-star rating and a review. And if you really are lazy and you don't feel like doing that, and I'm speaking to one of our friends here in particular, his name is Ben. He is very lazy. Um... I would suggest that Ben tell people that he just talks to on a daily basis to listen to the podcast. Um, Because word of mouth is still one of the best ways that you can help us out with or help us out spread the word about this podcast. So go do that. Help us out. And with that, my name is Ted Todd Todd. My name is Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. I gotta say, these are some really tasty looking turkeys. Yeah, there's some some banger turkeys on, on Thanksgiving. Y'all eating good in the neighborhood. Oh, we should we should coin that phrase. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> yeah. I like how it rhymes and everything. <laughs> to make a commercial with that. Uh, but yeah, you guys had a good turkeys this year? Yes. They they came out very good. Good turkeys. Yeah. Good turkeys. Delicious. Um, you know, I think I've mastered the smoking of the turkey. Now it's time to move on, as I said. First smoked, first brine, then smoked, then fried. <laughs> <laughs>
then garnished, then spatchcocked, then double fried. I think, I, I, I don't know if I can incorporate more than three ways This is Tud's 2050 uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs>